This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. FedEx announced last week that it will no longer be shipping packages for Amazon. It's a decision that will lose FedEx almost a billion dollars in revenue. FedEx's business is shipping boxes, and almost no single company generates more boxes to ship than Amazon. Today on the show, why would FedEx cut ties with a company that would seem to be its perfect customer? Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. And I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Monday, August 12th. The relationship between FedEx and Amazon started to deteriorate after one dramatic Christmas. Let's go back to December 2013. It's Christmas, and it's the year where e-commerce is growing. It's taking share from malls. It's on fire. Paul Ziobro covers the shipping industry for The Wall Street Journal. We're getting down to the last few days before Christmas. Everybody's sitting at home, and they are buying presents for their kids, their relatives, and they're expecting it to arrive before Christmas. But what's happening behind the scenes is UPS, FedEx are getting crushed. There are just millions of packages that are being dropped into their network, not only from Amazon, Dick's Sporting Goods, Macy's, Kohl's, L.L. Bean. I mean, just any retailer you can think of. The network was being completely overwhelmed. And millions of people didn't get their packages before Christmas. Christmas was ruined for a lot of people. Christmas cheer turned into Christmas jeers today after a lot of disappointed online shoppers were without their gifts on Christmas morning. I waited around for hours and hours for it to show up, and it never did. It's terribly disappointing because we ordered these things on December 1st. I was really excited. I couldn't wait to see her face. And it didn't happen. So I was disappointed. And the carriers had to issue refunds. And so did Amazon. Amazon took heat as well, but Amazon did something about it. They really got serious about wondering, you know, what do we have to do to make sure this doesn't happen down the road? And they decided that they were going to look into building their own shipping network. That strikes me as an extraordinarily ambitious response to something that all of retail had to deal with. But here is Amazon deciding, you know what, we're going to actually build our own logistics company. Right. But Amazon is known for big, ambitious ideas and really disrupting industries. And they certainly have the capital to pursue this sort of bold idea. I don't think it would be hyperbole to say that they're one of the most feared companies in corporate America. Dana Mattioli covers Amazon for The Wall Street Journal. Amazon's not content to partner with other companies when they think that they could do these things better themselves. They're studying different companies and industries that they could get involved in. And if there's an ability to bring efficiencies or to execute on a better level, they probably will. Amazon's done a good job at looking inwardly and saying, well, if we need this type of service, maybe our customers need it too. Amazon has used this playbook many times. When it sees an opportunity in another industry, it studies that industry carefully 
and then pounces. So a prime example of that is cloud computing. Amazon started growing beyond book selling, and they started adding lots of other categories, and they needed data and computer bandwidth to help serve those customers. So they created cloud computing. And then at some point they said, you know what, if we need this to run our back-end operations, any number of companies in the world probably need it too. And that's now the cash cow of the business. I think a lot of people still describe Amazon as one of the world's biggest retailers, but they're so much more than that these days. They are a massive Hollywood studio. They're one of the biggest advertising companies in the world. They make their own electronics. They make Kindle and Alexa, which are wildly popular. They're getting into healthcare. They're getting into health insurance. And with Whole Foods and their Amazon Go stores, they're also getting into grocery. So there's really no industry that they don't have their tentacles in in some fashion. And how do companies react when they start to pick up the scent that Amazon might be looking into their neighborhood? With panic. (laughs) I know this from my prior job covering mergers and acquisitions, that you'd be hard-pressed to find a single boardroom in America where Amazon's not regularly brought up. And people are trying to make themselves Amazon-proof. But when Amazon decided to get its tentacles into the shipping business, FedEx's CEO didn't react with panic at all. Here he is in a Fox Business interview. Right? I mean, Amazon is, I know, a big customer for you. They are. At the same time, they're trying to get their own trucks, their customer as well as competitor. The fact that, that Amazon has lots of trucks and things like that is smart for them, not a threat to us. FedEx would always face the question of, what are you going to do about Amazon as a competitor? Amazon's growing its delivery network. How do you feel about that? Is that a risk for you guys? And FedEx's stance, in the words of their CEO and founder, Fred Smith, was that Amazon being a competitor was, quote, fantastical. He didn't believe that Amazon would build out a network to rival its own. And there was a reason that FedEx was doubtful. When it comes to logistics, you can't just build a network to deliver packages any given week. You have to way overbuild your capacity. There's a phrase in the logistics industry that you build a church for Easter. And what that means is that every Sunday, your church may not be packed. But on Easter, it'll be packed and it'll be overflowed. Amazon needed to build its church. They needed to have its church that can handle their overflow, their big peaks in volume around Christmas and around Prime Day. Despite this enormous barrier to entry, Amazon got to work building its church anyway. In just a few years, it's built up a massive logistics apparatus, including hundreds of warehouses, tens of thousands of trucks, and dozens of airplanes. Over the last few years, you started seeing Amazon trucks on the road more often. So in 2015, Amazon started Prime Now, which is basically one-hour delivery in some metro markets. Later on that year, they started leasing airplanes. They also started looking for people to launch small businesses that would basically be Amazon's delivery partners. You could start your own business, hire workers, rent some vans, and you basically have replicated the model that FedEx uses in its ground business. Two years ago, 22% of Amazon packages were delivered by themselves. Today, 45% of packages are delivered by Amazon. So almost half of Amazon's packages are delivered by Amazon itself. Mm -hmm. And they've doubled that in just two years. In two years, yeah. Amazon now has around 50 cargo planes. Now, that still pales in comparison to FedEx's around 700 planes, but for only a few years of work for Amazon, it's not bad. What UPS has built out in over a century and FedEx has honed over 40 years, Amazon have done in a matter of years. 
And all of this would have been fine for FedEx, maybe, if Amazon was building a network to ship only its own packages. But last year, Amazon declared that shipping other people's packages would be a new line of business. Third parties, people and businesses who sell on Amazon, can now ship through Amazon too. And that cuts directly into FedEx's business. Say you're a a sneaker retailer and you're selling shoes on Amazon the way an eBay seller might sell on eBay. You would sell the shoes, an Amazon truck would come pick it up from you, and they would put it in their network the way they would Amazon packages and get it to the the end user. So FedEx was just kind of, you know, what the heck? Like, we're, we're shipping your packages, but you're also building this business to compete with FedEx. Any business who wakes up one day and sees a customer turning into competitor has the right to reevaluate their relationship. So last week, FedEx re-evaluated and decided to cut ties with Amazon. And they could afford to do that. The $900 million Amazon pays FedEx to deliver packages, it's actually only about 1% of FedEx's total revenue. And there were risks to staying with Amazon. If FedEx were to stay with Amazon, so Amazon becomes not 1% of its revenue, but 5% or 10%, then it's really hard to split ways. And that's the situation one of FedEx's biggest competitors finds itself in right now. UPS is in a really different position with Amazon. The amount of revenue that UPS gets from Amazon is is much closer to 10% than, than FedEx. So they certainly couldn't cut ties with the retailer like FedEx did. If Amazon grew so big that they could bring a lot of those packages into its own network, UPS would be left with a huge revenue hole. You you can't really lose that big of a customer and not feel immediate pain. That was one reason that FedEx proactively cut ties with Amazon, even though it was still getting business shipping Amazon packages. FedEx figured, If Amazon really has these ambitions to grow their delivery business, they're going to leave us no matter what. So why should we be helping them in these last few years of them giving us this revenue. FedEx is basically saying, you're not going to fire me, I quit. We'll figure out under our own terms, rather than having our hands be forced when Amazon just says, we don't need you anymore. It is a risk. I mean, it's like being the biggest ground beef supplier in the world and not selling hamburgers to McDonald's. So obviously FedEx is taking a risk by cutting ties with Amazon. But it's a risk that FedEx thinks could pay off big time. FedEx's plan to go up against Amazon and make itself a lot of money in the process? That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, 
Generally speaking, giving up almost a billion dollars of business seems like a bad idea. But FedEx thinks it has a plan for a profitable Amazon-less future. Because as mighty as Amazon is, it also has a lot of competitors. There's a bitter rivalry in retail right now amongst all the retailers against Amazon. I mean, the rival for for Target, for Walmart, for Macy's, Kohl's, it's Amazon. And now FedEx has a unique value proposition to all of them. As much as Amazon provides a lot of revenue for the shippers, it also can cause a lot of problems. If you're a non-Amazon retailer and you rely on that shipping network to deliver those packages, I mean, how would you feel if around Christmas or around middle of July when, when Prime Day happens, Amazon is just flooding that network with, with packages and, you know, can cause congestion and delays to your stuff? So there are some analysts out there who see that FedEx could really make a strong selling point by saying, you know, we aren't working with Amazon. We are here to work for you all, and we're here to help you, and we have a fast, reliable legacy network that's been doing this for years, and and we're here to serve you. So FedEx can basically say to retailers, we can definitely ensure that your package is going to be there on time because Amazon's not going to take priority. The other retailers can look at FedEx and think like FedEx is not going to prioritize Amazon at the expense of everybody else. They're actually going to prioritize everybody who's not Amazon because Amazon's not in their network. I mean, they're creating services specifically for Amazon competitors. They'll swing by a Target 11 o'clock at night, put it in their network early that morning, and get it to you the next day. They have a close partnership with Walmart. After Amazon announced next-day delivery, Walmart said they would be doing next-day delivery, and they're going to be using FedEx airplanes for a lot of that. There's another benefit to siding with all of Amazon's competitors. Generally speaking, in the world of shipping, you don't make a ton of money delivering individual packages to consumers' doorsteps. And it's even tougher when you're doing it for Amazon, which has a ton of leverage to negotiate the lowest possible shipping rates. Going with a larger number of smaller companies instead of just one large one means FedEx could charge higher fees, squeezing more profit out of each delivery. FedEx's decision to part ways hasn't seemed to phase Amazon. Or at least that's the impression one executive gave in a recent tweet. One of their logistics executives referred to this as conscious uncoupling, which is a Gwyneth Paltrow term used a few years ago when she divorced her rock star husband. So um, it's a bit of a breakup. Sounds like they're trying to be a little lighthearted. Yeah, I mean, when you read the tweet, it didn't seem like they're all that concerned, even though this is happening right as they're launching their one-day prime shipping, which is, you know, a big logistical effort and right ahead of the holiday season, really. The rubber really meets the road in the shipping industry around the peak holiday shipping season. That's when everybody's literally working overtime, the networks are stressed, And there will be a huge test this year to see if if Amazon and everybody else could handle it. Amazon may not miss FedEx's air services now, but come December 20th, December 21st, December 22nd, FedEx has a dedicated air network that will get you packages across the country in one, two, or three days. And right now, they feel confident they could do that. Amazon will learn quickly this holiday season if they can do that without FedEx. And for FedEx, the world of shipping looks a lot bigger than just Amazon. I think what happens is people forget that Amazon isn't the only company doing 
e-commerce. So many people are so used to buying so much off Amazon, but if you ever have been in a back of a of a UPS or FedEx truck, you'll see lots of Amazon packages, but you also see it a lot from from other retailers. I think that FedEx, they're confident that there's enough packages and people shopping at other retailers to get them enough business. That's all for today, Monday, August 12th. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Wednesday.